0: Welcome listeners, once again it is the 79th edition of the Fantasy Football Surgery Podcast. Coming to you on the 5th of December 2017, the Christmas period is well and truly underway and following it is an absolute backlog of fpl fixtures uh, first of all who better to talk us through it than the iceman thank you very welcome back mate thank you very much and uh, we've got a fantastic guest on this week once again uh, a real high flyer as high flyers go i think he might be placed the highest currently since we've started this podcast we've got jay eggersdorf he's a youtuber and he's uh, actually currently in the top 60 so welcome to the podcast jay
1: Hi everybody, thanks for having me.
0: Did, did I, just, let's get this right from the outset, did I say your name right there and if I didn't did. please correct did, me? I'm really hey.
1: impressed, so you want the very <laughs> few people who've got it right, so uh, well done.
0: Well I'm, I'm aware that's your, your YouTube channel name and I know you've only sort of, you haven't put loads of videos up but the ones you have has gained quite a lot of following isn't it?
1: Yeah it's done pre- pretty well, so the one I uh, did a um, preview video for Game Week 15 and that got and it's up to nearly 5,000 views now so that's, yeah. that's pretty good. I have got a challenge, which you're quite right. Is I'm, I'm thinking, is my name the best name to use if you're trying yeah. to get people to find you? So uh, I yeah. might need to ask for some advice on a new uh, new name.
0: <laughs> well, maybe uh, some of our listeners can tweet a few ideas. Have you have you got a presence on Twitter at the moment?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, but it's it's the same. It's just J is yeah. is my handle. So. Um, Again, not not ideal because uh, it's not an easy name to spell.
0: So maybe one to think about. Any listeners got <laughs> ideas for Jay? Maybe they could uh, they could tweet them to us. Um, nothing Jay, offensive. Yeah, nothing. If it, well, actually, with some of our listeners, I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, Horts said, <laughs> "Yeah, they know who they are." Um, Jay, tell us a bit about kind of your background in FPL, how you got into it, and how you've done recently.
1: So I um, I got into. it. I've always sort of played. For those of you who remember, like the telegraph stuff years ago, where you used to have to sort of write in if you wanted to make a transfer. So that's going back like 25 years or something. And then I got into this, the official FPL game 10, 11 years ago when I I started working after uni. They all had an office league and just got sort of really hooked. And so gradually over the years, I've I've got better and better. My best finish has been 101. Um, I was 105 last season. I've never been outside the top about I don't know 14k so yeah pretty consistent and then at the minute I'm sort of 57th overall so people have started asking me do I do I think I can win the uh the overall thing and I I don't know if that's possible but um I suppose I've given myself a pretty good start to the season
0: you absolutely have yeah I mean the consistency there as well I mean some of our the people we've had on and uh, myself and and James have gradually got better over the years but Mm. to finish that high up that regularly um is damn impressive and a similar story to a lot of people actually starting in just an office league and then getting Mm -hmm. hooked on it so just for those of you listening if you're interested in finding out more about jay like i said we're going to do an interview of jay towards the end of the podcast there's not going to be a twitter section today um naturally we want to pick his brain about how he maintains his consistency i mean first of all iceman just coming back to you how did you get on the last game week
2: well, the last game week wasn't particularly good, but the one before that, I was flying. I got sixty points uh, yeah. in game week four, fourteen, which was great. I captained Kane. And I left it on Kane for this week, which kind of hurt because obviously blanks. It was Otamendi that kind of saved my week, so I got thirty nine this week, which was terrible overall. So I actually dipped down and ranked down to sixty k. But um I'm thinking a few things for this up and coming week and I'm hoping that gonna bring it back round for a better score this
0: week. Yeah, so the games are coming thick and fast, aren't they? And yeah, good score certainly in the uh the first round of fixtures there for you. Mm. Jay, how about yourself? How did you get on this game week?
1: So I did pretty good. I got like, I think I got seventy one or seventy two, so it's yeah, that's like, really line. good. Um it just started really well, so I had Hazard as Captain Admirata, so I was already on, you know, thirty eight. Um, including the the bonus before um, you know the three o'clock game. So I think when you when you rock out that kind of score on a Saturday lunchtime, you know you know you're going to have a good a good game. We you know, pretty much irrespective yeah. of what else happens. But I, I then got really lucky because I had calvert Lewin, who had stuck with for quite a while. He'd, he'd not really done loads, and he did really well. And then bizarrely, I had Spironi. A bit of a long story, but I had a brought him in a few weeks ago and then he got dropped and then Rob Elliott got dropped so I didn't have a goalie for the previous game week so I'd brought in Hennessy I thought i would go double Crystal Palace and Hennessy got injured in the warm-up and Sprony gets subbed in and gets 11 points and oh, you know, so when you ask me when people say can you win the um can you win the whole thing it's that sort of crazy look that you just yeah. can't predict that you can't you know it's just mad so I ended up with a really good game week but I think it was a bit lucky to be honest
0: it's uh, it's a little bit reassuring uh, that someone so consistent with FPL is still, you know, vulnerable to the uh, to the bad luck that often mm. comes our way. Mm. It's uh, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's a crazy game. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, just in terms of my last game week, so like the Ice Man, I had a better game week fourteen, so I came up with fifty six points in that one, and then the following one I only got forty three, so above average. And at the moment, I am sat around three hundred and fifty thousand. So not fantastic, but also I've moved up from the millions where but I you was. You can build earlier. from there.
1: I think I think you to get can. above fifty in that midweek. Uh, was up fourteen. The midweek one that was there was loads yeah. of rotation when um, yeah. David Silva didn't play in Sane and Aspira Quetta. I think to get over fifty in that game week, you just you just get you get you get it, and then you just get out of there. I think you've done well to to do that. So that was a horrible game week. Yeah, yeah. That, that was
2: a that was a game week which I kind of thought I got a bit lucky on that one because I had Sterling, yeah. Jesus didn't have Hazard. That's I thought, strange, oh yeah. wow, I have got quite lucky with the rotation here. And yeah, I'm hoping that kind of doesn't happen again. It's, it is a worry though.
1: Oh, it will happen. Yeah, that's going to happen for sure, definitely. Mm. Um, they're the ones you just need. I think I always try and get above 50 every week. That's my target. So I think if you can pull that off in a game week like that, then even if you're 300,000, you're just, you're just ticking along nicely, can but you can build on that.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's a consistent score, isn't it? And I think, yeah. um, as, as you yeah. rightly say, we're about to go into a crazy period of games. So just on that, chaps, let's look at the, the mini league. So how that's uh, shaping up at the moment. Top 10 at the moment 147 Elite Adam Finn Campbell, holding on in the top 10. Ninth place Sala Gadula, Tom Reed, um up into ninth. Red Eagle, Diego Costa, uh, down to eighth. Lookman, Ayuake, Jeremiah Johnson, up to seventh. Fuchsake, Ayu Blind, uh, Joe Stone, down to sixth. Alex Costa, dropping to fifth this week. Good to see the Costas are still in. Uh, our top ten Andre Bergstrom with Berbishoff up to fourth Opus eponymous Magnus Westerstrand up into third Red Devils Daniel Kalim uh, in second and still leading the pack and leading the whole of FPL Lalana Land with Demir Tenay in first place with over a hundred point lead in our league now.
2: Absolutely killing it in that league. It will, when you come into our league, Jay,
0: you will be second. So yeah, <laughs> bit, bit, bit,
2: bit an insider for you to
0: to come in. Yeah, so it's certainly a competitive league this one. So, but yeah, fantastic to see. He's uh, still leading the way. Brilliant effort. Just a note as well, we have got um, Jamie Ellis is in
2: 13th place. Az, who's also come on the pod, he's in 12th place. And Justin Dye, with the name The Iceman's Piss, is also uh, in 14th place. So yeah, we've got some friends quite close to the top ten. Let's hope they get in it next week. Friends...
0: Friends of the pod. Friends of the pod doing well. Good to see. Okay, chaps, well, let's get into this upcoming game week. So just to, I suppose, save any confusion, we've got fixtures this Saturday on the 9th of December and 10th of December. We then go into a different game week on the Tuesday and the Wednesday. So the games are coming thick and fast at the moment we kick off on saturday the 9th west ham the struggling west ham versus the high flying chelsea jay i'm going to come to you first about this one who who do you like in this fixture and moving forward over this period
1: i think um if you'd have asked me this on sunday lunchtime i'd have been saying you know it's three chelsea players all the way west ham are you know, look pretty hopeless. But there was a glimmer of hope. There's a glimmer of hope for them in that Man City game. I thought they showed a bit of fight and a bit of um, togetherness and a bit of organisation. Yeah, I, I thought think... they looked really different with Adrian in goals rather than Joe Hart. They just mm-hmm. seemed the whole team just seemed a lot so sort of happier, a lot more settled. Um, so I still I still think you look at it. It's a big pitch that they've got there. Chelsea'd back, but then at the same time. Chelsea are playing tonight. I know they've got a mixed team of you know, regulars and, and a couple of um, squad players in. But I don't know, there's something about it that's eaten away at me a bit that's saying that I still think Chelsea will win but I don't think it'll be an easy ride
2: I I think I agree with you there because they're all playing tonight so they're they're not going to be like Hazard's playing tonight Morata's playing tonight as well so they are going to be a little bit tired and I do think West Ham have kind of turned a corner they stepped it up a little bit against Leicester and they they played well against City because I've got the choice now because I haven't got Hazard and a lot of people Mm. probably haven't got Hazard I've got the choice whether to take a hit to bring him in and I'm not sure whether it's going to be worth it with the players that I've already got whether taking a hit to bring Hazard in is going to help me in this particular game week because I have a feeling that either he's not going to be completely 100% due to this Champions League game or that you know Hazard can go through these blanks which he goes through occasionally so yeah I think I agree with you there.
1: I think I'd only take a hit Mm. for Hazard if you were going to captain him and Mm. you were pretty confident he'd you know, get another double-digit score.
2: Yeah, he, he might be the highest on the captain polls as well, so that is the thing which is concerning me about this. Mm. I'm I mean, to... the, the
1: other thing on, on West Ham is that they had that... They got stuffed at Goodison, and if you watch that game, they missed the penalty at... Was it 2-0 down? I can't remember. Were they 2-0 down? They missed the penalty. But if that had gone in, they were on top, so they could have come away with a draw Instead, they've got Tonk 4-0. So, I... I Noise is just he's very negative so I just don't think it's going to be an easy ride for them I think they'll, Chelsea should win but it's not going to be straightforward
2: yeah no, I, I agree with that who are your who are your choices then like from the from the Chelsea team and going forward at the moment
1: well I've got I've got Morata and Hazard hmm. so I think I think Morata you've probably got to have him at the minute just because there's no other premium strikers that are on form I think Hazard's good to have at the minute, but like you say, would it take a hit for him? Probably not. I think a Chelsea defender's a decent option, but I, I do think there's a bit of um, a rotation threat in there. So I quite like... I, I, I like the guy's Costa, but obviously he's going to lose his you know, place every other week, probably to Moses. Christensen looks looks a really good player, but is he going to you know, get rotated in that Christmas break? And the answer is definitely...
2: Mm. Yeah, that's the problem with, with Christensen. He's, now that Louise is injured, he seems to be the replacement for him. So you're yeah. kind of hoping that he is nailed. And he did hit the woodwork against Newcastle, so he kind of does pose that attacking threat mm. in corners. But yeah, I do feel like with Chelsea's centre-backs, they do have quite a few. And when
1: Louise is back, that he could get rotated. So it's a concern. Well, it's four <laughs> into five anyways, and it's Rudiger, Azpilicueta, K. Earl and Christensen. There's three spaces, so... You know, he's, he's going to miss. I'd have thought at least one game of Christmas. But then, if you look at it that way, that's I suppose not too bad. If he missed one out of six, I suppose he could handle that for his price.
0: Mm, yeah, maybe. I mean, what about these? Uh, what about the wing back situation? Players like uh, like Alonso, as Piliqueta certainly filled in there over recent weeks. I mean, do you, yeah. we we always have that debate about who's better between Dave or Moses, uh, not Moses, Dave, Dave or Alonso? Do you have any preference over those two? Um,
1: I like I like Alonso. For a number of reasons. One is he's, he's left footed like me, so that that's a bit of bias <laughs> there. Um but I just think if you watch Chelsea and watch the way he positions himself, there's there's times he's you know, he's so frequently in the box. Um he's quite a big lad, so he's quite good in the air, he takes free kicks. He's positioning the teams they've not got correct me if I'm wrong, they've not got any other natural left footed players. So I know they've got rotation options there with Costa and Quetta can play at left foot, but I think they're right-footed. So, um, you know, I like him. Quetta I think, is great, but I just think a player that um, can get your goals is is a bit more exciting yeah. and you know a bit more dangerous than Asplaceta. You get you, know, you might get a couple of bonus, and I know he's got some assists, but they're not they're not what I call a proper assist where he's necessarily gone down the wing and crossed it in. It's you know it's like a it's a long ball, isn't it, that Murata's taken down and scored
0: yeah. from? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think um, people seem to, seem to go each way on uh, Alonso versus Dave. So, so we're liking Hazard. We're liking Alonso. Murata seems to be the one at the moment, the reasonably priced striker. I, I think we, we do need to say a bit more on
2: Hazard, though. Really, he is a fully fit Hazard. He did get nine shots mm-hmm. and seven in the box with six on target in the game against Newcastle. He's playing. He's he's actually getting further forward than Murata at the moment, and he's on penalty. I do think he is like like you discussed earlier, he is a captain option this week and he looks to be the better option out of the two between him and Malata because as, as I mentioned he gets further forward and uh, I heard an interview which he had on Chelsea TV after the game just saying it's different to last season whereas last season he was playing out on the left And now he's more central in that 3-5-2 formation. So he more or less is playing up front. You've got a a midfielder who's more or less a striker now. And uh, he's shooting more as well. Because that's uh, another added bonus to Hazard now as well. That he is shooting a lot more. And he does say that he's got a good relationship with Morata and Fabregas. And how Morata is like clever. So he looks for him. So I do think he he is a must-have going forward. But like you said with West Ham, have those kind of stepped it up a little? bit i do think there might be a bit of a a wall in front of chelsea for this game i almost want to wait a week for this game to go by to bring hazard in but i do think that you should be looking to bring him in because i know you've got him uh bully what's your what's your thoughts on hazard i know you haven't got him at the moment are you thinking
0: about pulling me into your team i i thought about it but it was going to cost me too much for sacrificing other players to do it at the moment, I think, I still think that Salah is as good value points-wise as Hazard and he's a little bit cheaper. And Coutinho is playing well at the moment as well. So I think you can you can get away with not having him. However, if he carries on the same vein of form that he has been, then, then he will be a must-have. So not yet for me, but if he carries on, then definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you need to keep an eye on the West Ham team. I think if Winston um, Reid's back, for them at weekend, then that really heightens their um, solidarity. I think if he's not playing, then that's a big loss for them. So that would be interesting. He's
0: I mean, a bit of pace. He's a bit of pace in that West Ham back line as well, isn't he? If you look at the likes of Fonte, Collins, etc. Yeah, he, he he is the speed back there. And he's a solid defender. did. Well, they had
1: Declan that, Rice, Rice on yeah. Sunday, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he played um, well. I thought he was alright. Do you rate him? Uh, well,
2: I do saw like him, him, him in the game and he, he looked good, but. It was only for that one game. He just looked quite measured in that particular game because I did watch it. But you know, it could be liable, He did give away that free kick, which uh, yeah, dived on the edge. But uh, <laughs> he, he lunged in, so you know he gave the opportunity. So it was a bit of um, kind of composure, really, not to dive in like that, I suppose. But. He looked alright, but yeah, with Reid, like you say, he could they could be stronger. Let's just hope that uh, Adrian keeps his place, because I, I I don't rate Hart at the moment. He's lost it completely. He's not been performing for a while, Hart, and Adrian was the one to to fill in. I thought he played quite well against City.
1: I think Hart's the only goalie in the world that laughs when he concedes a goal. I don't quite understand yeah. why, why he does that. Yeah. <laughs> Strange... Uh,
0: Strange behaviour. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it's um, the the move to West Ham in, in a World Cup year isn't turning out too well for him. So mm. more to be seen on Joe Hart. But chaps, let's move on from uh, West Ham Unless let's see if chaps have got anything good to say about their attack, which I unfortunately don't.
2: Uh, Next just, question. <laughs> just just one, really. I mean, like a long shot. If you're kind of willing on going for a punt, is Lanzini ten sh- chances created in the last four? He's on corners, so there's a assist potential there. But I suppose at 6.8, there's um, he's more of a differential if you're wanting to catch up.
0: Yeah, I think I'd be more excited about Lanzini if he played in the top four side. He's got all the potential. Yeah. It's, just, um, it's just the players around him at the moment, I think. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, chaps, let's move on to our next fixture. So that was the early kick-off. On to Burnley versus Watford. Now, these two teams have probably been the two that have performed above and beyond what you'd expect this season, Iceman. Burnley's defensive record goes about saying it's more their attacking returns that always sort of leave a bit of a question mark. Watford have looked really good as a side this year. What are your thoughts on them?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that Burnley, a lot of people have got in their defenders at the moment, haven't they? And, and granted really because of their form before, but they've gone three games without a clean sheet now, and that mm. is a concern for a lot of managers. But, I mean, only four teams have conceded fewer goals than Burnley in the last three, and they are third for shots on target conceded in the last four. So they are still defending quite well. So it's not to say that they haven't got clean sheets in them. I could probably see... A clean sheet in this one. But I suppose you've got Richarlson playing well still. He's still getting the stats. He's top for touches in the box over the whole season. So, yeah, there is potential there. They are doing well. Uh, I think there is a question on Ziegler. I think that's how you say it. Ziegler. Ziegler, that's mm. it. It looks like he's stolen that s- spot from Holabas. But I'm still not sure whether that's something to do with actual taking the spot or whether Holabas has done something. It would be nice kind of... Hero, a Watford fan do you have any uh, viewings on him Jay Ziegler
1: Um, I think somebody like that I just wouldn't go near because of the Hollybass thing so you just don't know like you say it's uncertain and it might be tactical it might be because of an injury it might be he's won the spot but you don't know the criteria for how does he lose the spot (laughs) what does he have to do wrong and he might have already done it wrong so I'd stay away from him myself
0: yeah yeah, yeah so I, I certainly still like Richarlison I think I watched him even in the United game I thought he uh he caused him some problems on that left hand side so he's he's still in my team and they've had a few sort of dodgy fixtures but I think this one they do have some potential like you say you talk about Burnley's defense there, Iceman. they have been good but they have been conceding as well so yeah if you I think if you've got Richarlison I'd still be playing him in this one
2: Yeah, I'm definitely going to play him. I don't know, but against that Burnley defence, it's still pretty good. I suppose they've got Brady injured now. I don't know if that, you know, they use their attack because obviously he he plays midfield, but they use their attack as some form of defence as well. And losing him may misshape their team a little bit. Watford—they've scored 18 in their last eight away matches, so that's at least two goals per away match. So it just shows they probably will get a goal here. They seem to play well away from Holmes. so it will be an interesting one how this one goes. But yeah, I'm definitely playing with Charleston.
0: Yeah, and I've uh, not to pick him at this point, but I've noticed uh, Deeney's return to the side, which may well affect Gray's minutes now.
2: Yeah, yeah that's true, and yeah. also Gray just looked a bit dodgy there, <laughs> at the game before yeah.
1: last. Year. Against his old club, though. He's yeah. back at Burnley, isn't he? Oh, so that's true. You never yeah.
0: know. Yeah, that hoodoo. You never know. OK, well, chaps, let's move on to Palace versus Bournemouth. So, Jay, we've got uh, we've got a Palace side that's trying to fight their way back up the table against Bournemouth. What are your thoughts on this one?
1: I'd put my money where my mouth was a few weeks ago. I said that I thought Palace were going to turn a corner before they beat Stoke. And they got that late winner, and then they got a decent drawdown at... Um, Brighton and a decent point last week as well at West Brom so I don't think they're going to pull up any trees with them um, going forward necessarily but the, the three I've got I've got the two goalies and I've got Loftus-Cheek who I, who I just think is really good value at 4.5 I think Benteke will come good for them eventually when he gets fit but I, I do think the defense is a is a bargain like Hodgson if, if you if you've played the game long enough the FPL game long enough. If you remember when he was at Fulham, yeah, their defenders were, were bargains. You would get them for about four. I mean, Aaron Hughes was about four million one year, yeah, and he was a real bargain. You know, Hodgson's quite a um, uh, structured manager, so he's you know you, everyone will remember him from England. And I, I can't did they did they go the whole group without conceding or something like that? They let him one or something. So. I think if you're going to get a Palace player, a defenders probably a good place to start. And I think I think Sacco, with him in the team, you know, they're, yeah. they're a different entity altogether. So I don't think they're you know Palace defenders aren't. Are, are probably a, it's a good time to be looking at them if you if you need a bargain.
2: Yeah, I, I yeah. agree with the Sacco shout. He's got three returns in his last three. Uh, mm-hmm. He's obviously scored two clean sheets and he seems to get the bonus as well. So yeah, it's a great shout on that because he's got three bonus points in the last two game weeks as well. Great. He has brought some stability back to that back four, hasn't he?
1: Definitely, yeah. Um, Bournemouth. I'm, I'm, apart from Josh King, I can't recall the time I've ever had a Bournemouth player in my squad. I just, I think that they're just a bit inconsistent. They seem to like they're never quite in the bottom three, but they flirt with it a bit, and then they sort of knock around mid-table for a bit, and then they fall back down again. And I don't know. I just don't. They just don't really appeal to me, unfortunately. Stannis, Stannis, Stannis is
2: back there. Did you not know that, Stannis? Yeah,
1: back. but I mean, he, he, I mean, he he's back and he scores a penalty and gets an assist and gets twelve points and then he's injured again. So you know, yeah,
0: yeah. it's just too too risky. Such a such a tease.
2: Personal favourite of mine.
0: Well, be ice man. Have you got have you got love for uh, a
2: Stannis Slash returning? Not kind of hopeful for him scoring many points because their fixtures go sour after this particular yeah. game. But if you've got the likes of Wilson or someone like that, I'll probably play him in this game. But yeah, they've got a lot of rotation up front because obviously Wilson didn't start in the last game, and they've got no. King Defoe a phoby to contend with. So yeah, I'll, I'll be looking at moving out the likes of Wilson. Or King or Defoe, uh, because if you look at their fixtures after this particular game, they've got Man United, Liverpool, and Man City. So, yeah, you're not going to. Score many points from them. I, I know a lot of people probably got Daniels. Again, I'd probably play him. Although, yeah, you know, like you say, Crystal Palace are looking better. Zaha was a bit of a nuisance against West Brom. He looks all right. Got twelve shots and six shots on target in the last six. At six point nine, bit of a differential. But I think I would probably rather stretch to likes of Ramsey at seven point two, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Maybe, maybe a good differential, Zaha. I mean, Palace's next four fixtures are pretty good. I've got them in front of me. Let me just. No, you're right.
1: They are, they are good. They've got Bournemouth, Watford, Saturday, and then midweek, the home again, and then uh, Leicester away, not so good.
2: Yeah, and then uh, they've got Swansea as well, so.
1: Yeah, so that's yeah. pretty good, isn't it?
2: They're not bad fixtures. I mean, you've you've tripled up on them, so you must love yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of people have looked at that uh, goalkeeping option at the start of the season with West Brom. You know, a lot of people were looking at the Foster and Myhill um, mm-hmm. replacement. I had it. I did it. I oh, you did, did that, it? I yeah. oh, like that yeah. um, kind of one keeper doesn't play. You know you've definitely got a keeper playing. I suppose yeah. that, that is the safe option to go for. Is that how you like to kind of play your keepers most times? I've, I mean... I've
1: always spent as little as I can on keepers yeah. because I think that over the years it's always it's most often the goalie who's not from one of the top teams who gets the highest score or he's a very close second. So you know, Tom Heaton last year, for example, was a you know is a, yeah. is a good good example. So I do like that idea of you just get you get two and you know you you're always going to get somebody playing. So I think if you if you pick somebody with good fixtures, the team's on form, and if you look for a manager who's quite negative, so i.e. Roy Hodgson, then you're on to a winner. So, you know, the West Brom example, Tony Poulis, super negative. So I, I just think it's good. You can put the money to better use elsewhere.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, a good
0: strategy. OK, well, the next fixtures, guys, isn't particularly filling me with much joy. Um, Huddersfield versus Brighton. I'm looking more defensively in this one but Jay any any sort of thoughts on this game?
1: So I've got uh, Pascal Groves from from Brighton and I think that I think he's a real really good option this year. So he's a key man in their team. Takes a lot of the set pieces. They've not really got anybody else similar to him that they can they can turn to. His form's been pretty good so I think if you've got him in your squad, I'd have him this week. Hud- Huddersfield seem a bit they're a bit up and down, aren't they? And, and I think inevitably they'll, they'll probably be at best fourth bottom at the end of the season. But it's certainly not an easy place for teams to go. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Huddersfield, but it's bloody freezing, especially in yeah. December. So I, I don't know how the, the Brighton lads will uh, fare up there cause, probably about 3 or 4 degrees colder than what they're
2: used to. I've, I've never been to Huddersfield myself, uh, only because they've not been in the Premiership since, <laughs> Ar- since Arsenal have been in there, but yeah uh, I I can see probably Brighton winning this one and Gross probably the, being the beneficiary of it. They've conceded the most goals in the last four Huddersfield, they've conceded 13 I know their away form isn't very good, they are better at home but yeah. I'm still not looking at investing in any of Huddersfield players I suppose it's about Gross and maybe Murray and Duffy from Brighton, if you're looking at players, or I wouldn't necessarily bring them in though, because their fixtures are kind of on and off with Brighton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, after this game, they've got Spurs and then they've got Burnley. I suppose they've got Burnley at home, so yeah, they're, they're not the best fixtures in the world because then they've got Watford, then Chelsea. But I suppose, yeah, if you've got Gross like you have, I'd probably be expecting points this game week.
1: I've got Dunk as well, but he's just sat on the bench and he's not. I don't think he's ever got on the pitch for me, and which uh, is pretty good actually because he keeps scoring own goals. Yeah, so he's that's not scored not so your good. own
2: goal though. Is yeah,
1: it? yeah, yeah. No, fortunately,
2: it's pretty good for attempts on goal though. Dunk, he's got quite a few in the last four. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember last year in the championship he got a few on the, the way to getting promoted. So. Yeah, he's
0: not bad. So not too many shouts on this one by the looks of it. I can't honestly add too many more. I'm more excited about the next game though, Spurs versus Stoke Iceman. So Spurs struggling a bit of late against a Stoke side where Jordan Shakiri is starting to look like a footballer. Um, Any thoughts on this one?
2: Yeah, I suppose it's all about Kane really, isn't it? He is the one which people are thinking about. He could have easily got a goal against Watford. I think it was Kane's fitness that was the worry and I am hoping he's back to full fitness now. It it wasn't necessarily him being the problem. I think it was Spurs as a whole at the moment. Like Kane seems to be dropping deep, trying to make up for the Spurs' poor performance in the Premier League because I think Spurs are kind of tiring and they've had a lot of a lot of games and they've got a lot of games coming up but Looking at Spurs' stats, they're three main men in Ericsson, Alley and Kane. They're actually beating last year's stats for goals, assists at this point in the season. So it's not necessarily they're doing terrible. with I mean, if Kane continued at this same scoring rate through game weeks 1-15 to 15 for the rest of the season, he would actually finish on 25 goals. So, yeah. I mean, bear in mind that Spurs still haven't had a penalty either. A lot of people are thinking about removing Kane. I know you've got Kane, Jay. I take it that that's not going through your thoughts, is it?
1: No. I think um if you think where Everton were a week or so ago, they were about you know, everybody was thinking they were going to be in a relegation battle and they've won a couple of games in a row and now they're sat in tenth. It's kind of like return to the mean. So do we think Tottenham are a team that are in sixth and sliding down the table and if they don't get a result in the next couple of games they, they could be as low as ninth? The answer's like no. They're a top four team, so I'd expect them to return to their, mean, you know, their default position, their mean position. Yeah, They've got two home games in four days or five days. They've got Stoke, who are pretty hopeless. I think they've conceded, I don't know if it's the most away goals or second most, you know, quite a lot anyway. And then they've got Brighton midweek, who we've talked about, not great on the road, you know, not, not a disaster, but pretty good home ties. You're thinking if you're the Spurs players in the changing room, you're going to be sat there going, come on, lads, we've lost. You know, had really poor results for the last few games. We don't want to be in ninth by next weekend. We wanna be back up, you know, fourth, fifth. So if they're gonna get out of trouble, he's the man to do it, surely. So I'm pretty confident that they're gonna they're gonna win that game quite comfortably. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I mean, you look at it. he scored in Game Weeks 13 and Game Weeks 14, and everyone's looking at getting rid of him. I mean, he, he came back not fit, and he played against Chelsea, played against Arsenal, which you can't necessarily guarantee goals against these top teams. And he has scored two games in a row. He blanked at an in-form Watford. Like, Watford aren't a bad team. So... Yeah, I think definitely keep. I think the goals are definitely coming for him soon. I mean, like he's two seasons in a row, top goal scorer. Yeah, I, I can still see some more points. And is, also, is he in the
1: squad for tomorrow? Okay. Uh,
2: apparently, he's meant to be rested. And right. uh, if he is, then yeah. I'm, my captaincy at the moment is on Kane. He got a hat-trick in the same fixture last year.
1: Yeah. As yeah. Well.
2: So, uh, yeah, more reason to kind of hold on to him.
1: Well, we saw what happened to Hazard, didn't we? He um, played... 5 minutes at the end of that midweek game for Chelsea, you know, was rested and then went went bananas on Saturday against Newcastle, so yeah, could exactly. it happen to Kane quite possibly, you know. Yeah.
2: I mean, you've also got to look at Spurs having a number, uh, double game week in game week 22. If people don't know about that, their game with mm. West Ham in game week 21 has been moved, so they play Swansea and West Ham in game week 22. So he should be back in form by then, so triple captain candidate at that particular game week for me.
1: Aren't those games like two days apart, though? If I'd not read that right,
2: are they really? Oh God, I've,
1: I've, I've got a few, I, I might have read it wrong. It might, but it looked to me that um, because they've moved it, they've obviously pushed one of the games quite far out. But it comes very close to the next next game. I might be wrong, but I did sort of glance at it and thought, yeah, it's a double game week. But hang on a minute, Ooh,
2: is Tuesday that going to be Thursday, super
1: yeah. right? So he's... It, so it depends on what Kane's done in the build up to that. You know, if he's played every game for 90 minutes, you know, there's quite a lot to think about is what I mean. You know, don't get excited now.
2: Ah, oh, it's too late. I've got excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does go for your head though, triple captain material, but great point there. If those games are very close, maybe hold off and just captain.
1: Well, okay. you know, if, for example, Lorente suddenly gets a couple of games and scores and they suddenly think, oh, actually, he can play. You know, he's an option. Whereas last year it was um, what was the Dutch guy called? Jansen. Jansen he was yeah. so hopeless. You may as well you may as well have had me in the squad. Um, <laughs> he was terrible. So he was never going to get a game was he? He was never going to start a Premier no, League no, yeah. game. Very unlikely he was going to start. So I just think there's a bit, you know, I'd just be careful before you start planning on, oh I'm going to do this I'm going to use a, a, one of those chips I'd just be careful until you've got a bit more closer to it. I think
2: you've got to look at it this way as well with Kane and maybe Murata aside there's no one really that I'm looking at in terms of Mm. playing out front Lukaku maybe from game week 17 onwards Lacazette is like a differential but no Mm. one with halls that Kane can provide I mean I keep the faith listeners Uh, the results aren't going well for Spurs but they're still creating chances they're actually Mm -hmm. third behind Arsenal and City over the last four for chances created so they are still doing it and over the last four, they've had a, an expected goal of 5.8 goals, and I know they've only scored three, so, but it just shows that they are still getting it. They're just Kane's not getting the goals, unfortunately.
1: Well, the, the other thing as well, if you if you had one free transfer this week and you took out Kane, like you've said, there's no obvious go-to option for a similar price. So let's say you got someone in the eight million mark, so Vardy or Firmino, for instance neither have got an amazing fixture this week so you'd be swapping out Kane who's got Stoke at home you'd be putting one of those guys in you'd have three or four million plus left in the bank so you don't want that in the bank you want that on the pitch so you're going to do a minus four to get somebody else so what you're basically saying is I'm going to take a minus four when Kane is at home to Stoke yeah (laughs) it sounds mad doesn't it
2: yeah it's mad
1: yeah I don't
2: think that's very wise at all.
0: Yeah, some good uh, abstract thinking there, Jay. Absolutely, lads. Who's going to provide came with the uh, the chances then? Eriksson, Ali. Can do you see anything in the Spurs sort of attack elsewhere?
1: Son, if he plays, but I, I just I don't. He seems to score when he plays, but he's one of those guys that you bring in and then he's on the bench or you know doesn't. Cut, he plays twenty minutes, so maybe him. But I think if Davis and Trippier play they're a lot more effective than Rose and... Is it Aurier, the other the other guy? Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I just seem to think they offer better... They just seem more comfortable, you know. They, they just seem to play better as a team. And the other guy that makes a big difference is Dembele, but he, he doesn't seem fit at the minute. He's in and out and doesn't always play a full game, but I think he's brilliant, Dembele.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I do think they've got a slight problem in their defence at the moment. I mean, like with Toby out... Uh, their defence just doesn't seem as good and o- obviously Sanchez had a straight red card so he'll be banned for the next three. I mean, I was yeah. tem- tempted by Vertonghen but it's just that Tottenham's defence is pretty crap without Toby I mean last season found out some stats on it Tottenham held just two clean sheets in the nine games which Toby was injured which included one clean sheet in the five league games that they played and they had 17 clean sheets in 33 league games when Toby was fit it just shows when without them without Toby just no good and obviously they're without Sanchez as well now that's going to totally disrupt their back four so wouldn't be looking to get in any of their defenders at the moment just because
1: who's going to play in the back four then? Yeah, be Dier and...
2: yeah I suppose it'll be Dier is not it? Um, uh, Dyer,
0: Vatongan, and uh, if that da- he, he sometimes puts Davis back, there. he'll
1: put Davis in yeah. there, won't he? he'll yeah. play yeah. Rose, yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah,
0: because he plays centre back for Wales, doesn't he, Davis?
1: Right, well, that'll be that then, but then that knocks him out as an attacking option, so yeah, yeah. but then, yeah.
0: So, lads, just, just a word on in terms of Stoke. So, for many years, I've uh, not given much good press to the <laughs> man that is uh, Shakiri, But actually, he's in the top 10 highest-scoring midfielders in FPL. He's 6.1 million. A higher number of managers going for him this week. If we look over the last few game weeks, he's at, in the last, let's have a look, uh, five, he's returned three goals with two assists, which and already he's bettered his returns compared to all previous seasons so is it finally working out for Shaqiri Jay
1: no (laughs) no
0: still no from you (laughs) right
1: the reason is yeah why is this guy in Stoke yeah (laughs) right he was at Bayern Munich wasn't he and he was he played was it the World Cup he scored the like a bicycle kick or scorpion kick yeah for Switzerland yeah right so the world was at his feet and he's in Stoke so Of the list of clubs that he could have gone to, there must have been the biggest sheet of paper with lines through, you know, 25 different clubs. So I just can't get my head around why he's there. So there's no surprise that he's doing well. The other thing I don't like about him is um, there's that bit, the question mark about why are you here, but also the question mark, he seems to get injured quite a lot. Mm. And I wonder if, like, he's going to conveniently give himself Christmas off, you know, oh, I've done my (laughs) hamstring. And... I'm saying this kind of tongue-in-cheek a bit, but I just don't get it. I just can't see why he's he's here, if he's as good as we think. What's the problem with this guy? So I just think there's an issue that we don't know about. Is it that he's injured? Has he got a temperament problem? Has he got a discipline problem? So there's something that doesn't sit right for me. So I think you talked earlier about Richarlson, for example, as an option in that price range. If you had that mud or gross, if you had that, Sort of money in your budget. I'd be getting one of those guys. because I just think there's a problem around the corner with shakiri It's too good to be true, isn't it? That mm. he's playing for Stoke every week. Surely. What do you think? What do you think? Is that? Does that sound a bit far-fetched?
2: Uh, it could be a very good shout. But he, Hughes brought in a lot of the his type of player, didn't he? Like uh, they were becoming like the new Barcelona. Yeah, where's um, that
1: Jesse guy gone? Yeah, where's he gone? He
2: seems to be just benched for Chupamotin. He's just gone. Who, he right, okay. doesn't get any involvement at the moment. He's in my team at the moment, and I'm looking to actually move him out. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's probably, probably a good statement that you're given there. I wouldn't go there. I'm the same as you. There are better options around his price range.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a difficult. It just felt like that around that time, Like Stoke looked up all the best players on FIFA that had the highest potential went and bought them all. So, like, Afolai was another one, Boyan. Um, all of those players that had good pedigree... But it just didn't work out for any of them, and they all could have gone on to be well beaters. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I'm still, yeah, I agree. I still think Shaqiri is just sort of one game away from an injury or suddenly going duff again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just interesting that he's he, he sort of found his feet a little bit this season. I'm keeping my eye on him because he's he's cheap and he does start for them regularly. So, yes. um, anyone else from Stoke Jabs? Um, I think just a shout,
2: I'm kind of backing my Kane captaincy call at the moment. They've now conceded the second and most so far this season, and they've actually conceded the most big chances this season out of all the teams. They've got Martins, Indy, who's injured. I suppose that gives Wimmer an option. Uh, he's at 4.3, but I wouldn't go there. They have got Butland back, though. That is a key thing but they have only got one away clean sheet this season. So, yeah, I can see some goals. Uh, come on, Kane. You can uh, do it for me this week, please.
1: I think Shakira is underpinning them, isn't he? I mean, at the minute, he's on fire. And they do seem to be a team that needs to score two if they're going to win, because they don't, they don't keep enough clean sheets. And that's probably fair. If you've got a player who on his day is world-class, he's going to get your goals. But the rest of the team don't really measure up to his ability. So as soon as he falls away, I think they're going to be in a bit of
0: trouble. Yeah. Good. Okay. Chaps, um, Swansea versus West Brom next. Um, neither side has particularly performed well this season so I've got to say I'm not really looking forward to this but um, <laughs> I've got I've got my eye kind of on the given Swansea's uh, impotence when it comes to scoring this season I do have my eye on the West Brom back line if you still have a West Brom defender or even even Ben Foster in goal if you have him as a rotation option. Iceman any thoughts on this? Yeah
2: I mean Hagazi uh, almost scored in one of the games but I don't know I suppose Pardew coming in may change things a little bit he kept the same team more or less I think he played Jay Rod instead because he was kind of forced to he was an option at the start of the season for a period like a third striker option I think you need to wait until he gets going again before you can actually pick him he's at 5.6 I did look at it because I've got kind of a, a gap opening up for my team to bring in Hazard but yeah not quite yet <clears throat> Swansea are actually quite good at the back occasionally but their attack is just woeful they've only had 27 shots on target this season and that's the fewest on target than any other team since 2007 um, at this stage of the season so I wouldn't be looking to get any of their attack because a lot of people have got Abraham I would be looking to remove maybe for the likes of Calvert-Lewin just to open up a little bit more cash but yeah, not really anyone for me from Swansea or West Brom. OK. Jay, what about you?
1: I mean, on paper, it's pretty uh, ugly, isn't it? But I'm just looking at the table now. So, Swansea are at the bottom on nine, and West Brom the fourth bottom on 13. So, you look at that, and you think, if Swansea lose, they're in real trouble. So, the problem is they can't score. So, they need to not let any in to at least be in a chance of winning the game by only scoring one goal. So, it's probably gonna be nil nil or, or one nil to Swansea, I'd have thought.
2: I think I think an added bonus to this one is that Fernandez has been out for the last few games mm. due, due to the death of his father, I believe. So he right. he is expected back this weekend. So that might boost their defence a little bit.
1: And Swansea I'm just looking at the fixture. here, Swansea are playing Man City at home midweek, so I think if they don't win on Saturday, I think Clement's gone. So they've got you've got that added, you know, added
0: into the mix. Yeah, some more stability around the club. So I, I can't hear too much love in this one, chaps. I mean, I'm going to move us on to our next one. Uh, Newcastle versus Leicester. So two slightly more exciting teams. Leicester have looked really good on the counter-attack recently going forward. Love the addition of Gray to the uh, the pace of Vardy and, uh, and uh Jay, what are your thoughts on them? Um I really
1: like, I mean, I do like Vardy and Mahrez, but I just think there's better options out there. You know, for the price, I think they're quite overpriced. They're still hanging around because of the the title win stuff.
0: Do you, do you not think, think uh, Mahrez is sort of justifying that a little bit more this season? He is, is, but I just think there's that, I mean, if you if you want
1: Hazard and Salah in your midfield, where well, there's two spaces gone. You're going to need a fairly cheap option, so there's three gone. You're probably going to want one of Gross, Richardson Ramsey so that's four gone so you're running out of room a little bit I think Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah um I think he's good but I just you know Leicester they're they're not they're not guaranteed to to put on a performance away I mean they're great at home but there's just not quite enough there for me I think he'll come into play at the end of the season when they've got either double game weeks or you know a short run of fixtures you know, over a, when you're in April and it doesn't matter that you're not going to keep them for ages, you know, that might be uh, the time when you, you bring them in or there's a short run of fixtures that are quite favourable rather than, you know, you've got half the season ahead of you. I just think at the minute there's there's, there's better options.
2: Yeah, see, I can kind of agree with you. It's just that they have got semi-good fixtures coming up in Newcastle, Southampton and Palace. And Mares mm. did look really good against Burnley. He's, re- you know, he's that selfish midfielder which goes forward and he just wants to go for goal. He got loads of chances against Burnley. I just think that he is that type of player which could get a few goals here and there. And if you're looking for like a differential, a differential option, like a lot of people, like you say, are going like Salah, Hazard. If you're looking to catch up in your mini league, maybe Marez yeah. might be the one to go for.
0: Yeah, good idea. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I have you still got any love for Jamie Vardy?
2: I've never really had any love for Jamie Vardy because he's a chav, but he—they've <laughs> he, not really got that many shooting opportunities for him. That's the thing with Vali; he's never been like high-flying in the stats, is he? I suppose one which I kind of thought about is Gray just playing behind him. He got a goal and hit the post in the last game. He got four shots, no bonus though with scoring, but he could be quite a cheap option at five point five, I think he is. He
1: might be a bit better than that. Five point three. Is he five three? Yeah, yeah.
2: 5.3. three. Yeah, so he could be a
1: good option, but
2: again, he's more more of a just a kind of punt player isn't he he's not guaranteed for points each week
0: so so what about newcastle then and chaps any any sort of thoughts on them elliot seems to have been the go-to rotation keeper although i do think he'll concede in, in this one if that was going to be the case
2: well he's been dropped now hasn't he, he got dropped yeah. for the last two games but Benitez did say when you play two games in a row in a few days you need fresh legs. Everyone has to make sure they're part of a team this season and help the team. Now everyone knows they can play but I don't rate Darlow that high. I don't think Elliot's that good either. <laughs> it's not necessarily one which you would add to their team. I think they've uh, lost out by um, losing Lascelles. Uh, yeah, Lascellas yeah. even. In 11 games which Lascelles has played, Newcastle have conceded 10. And in the three games and 20 minutes without him, they've conceded the same amount. So it just shows they're kind of missing him.
1: I think that's a pretty good summary of that game. Wait till Friday and get the team news because they look pretty good defensively, Newcastle. And since he's been injured, they, they they look you know very very average. They can't score either; that's their other problem.
2: Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't look at any of their attack, though, would you?
1: No, I had Richie for a bit, but he was you know putting in plenty of deliveries and good crosses, but to not really anybody very effective.
2: Yeah, he's got two assists against West Brom, but he's not got anything since game week nine. So the only thing you can say is their next, next two games are at home. So mm. that might... But I think the club are kind of more worried about who's actually going to buy the club. And yeah. not, I'm not really looking at anyone from Newcastle, I think. Mean.
0: OK. Well, let's move on to the Sunday fixtures then, lads. So we've got Southampton versus Arsenal. Now... This usually happens, Jay. Me and the Iceman end up talking forever about the Gunners. So we're going to start by talking about Saints and the impending Charlie Austin bandwagon. Scored again at the weekend. He's an absolute darling of FPL since his days of of QPR. What are your thoughts on him, Jay?
1: I just don't like the fact there's other people that can take his place. So, you -hmm. know, Gabbi Long. uh, Who else have he got in there? There's certainly those two, isn't there? I mean, he's great on his day, but he's just... For me, it's just not nailed, and and we're not, we don't have enough evidence to know his relationship with the manager. You know, it's only fourteen, fifteen games in, so we don't know how well favoured he is. I know the fans love him. I don't think the fixtures are great, so I'm looking at Arsenal. They got Leicester. Uh, what's the next one? I think Chelsea. it's quite difficult. Yeah, Chelsea. Is it? Yeah. Right. So, I was I mean... filled in
2: Spurs and the United. So and how difficult.
1: much is he? What's his price? About yeah. seven? He's six? Uh,
2: six, I think.
1: So I think the I think the problem with that is you, yeah, you six. said earlier, and I agreed, if you can have a Calvert-Lewin in your team and he frees up a whole bunch of cash, why are you going to pay that extra million for Austin? I just think, I don't know. I think... Like the Mahrez situation, if you're looking to catch somebody up, he's a great differential. But if you're ahead, I just think
0: it's too risky. Yeah, I agree with that. Sorry, Span, you're not jumping on that bandwagon.
2: No, not really. He's got three goals in his last two starts, so not bad. A yeah. little stat, but it's, yeah, it's whether he's going to play him all the time, really. I mean, Long seems to be injured at the moment. Well, he's been <laughs> flagged. He's got calf injury. don't know mm. whether he'll be back. But, yeah, it's it's just too risky. I um, mean, maybe if they've got really good fixtures and you were kind of he was nailed on to start, you would definitely punt on him. But no, I, I'm not going that way at the moment.
1: I mean, he was great at QPR just because they had no one else.
2: Yeah, had and to he play. was the
1: best yeah. player. Yeah, exactly. So it's a bit like uh, Tommy Abraham. I think you know, who would you pick out of those two? I know Swansea don't score tons, but at least you know Abraham will play.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So really, you're thinking uh, they're better lower priced players who will play regularly and have a higher chance of scoring than Austin at the moment
1: I just think there's better ways of structuring the money for your whole you know structuring the the money across your squad
0: yeah so you can where you can save a million here and there that can free up sort of a more higher priced midfielder is that you're thinking
1: yeah exactly yeah
0: so um Iceman um Actually, no, I'm not, not going to let you speak about Arsenal first, James, <laughs> or Jay rather. Do you want to speak a little bit about Arsenal and perhaps you know anybody you see is nailed to play in this fixture or essential to yeah. have?
1: Well, I've got Kalasinich and I think he's great. I think Bellerin's great. I had Ramsey and sadly I had to swap him out for Hazard. And I think Ramsey's playing really, really well. I think he's really good price. He, he just comes at, um, he's in that sort of, Whole ways between that Pascal Gross sort of five six million or that Richarlison is just that little bit more, so it yeah. makes it a bit harder to to fit him in. I was really disappointed with Ozil and Sanchez in the um, United game. I thought they did okay, but if you compare their stats to you know they're trying to catch Man City, and you look at Sane, Sterling, De Bruyne, their stats in terms of goals and assists they're just way off, you know, for, for for the level that they can be at. And these guys, I love these guys. They're world-class players. They're brilliant. They're just inconsistent. And I think that result at the weekend for Arsenal just was them all over. You know, they're on a good little run and then they go and lose at home. They're 2-0 down in 10 minutes. That's them all over. So, it's a bit of a banana skin for them, Southampton I think but at the same time it could be th- Arsenal it won't, I won't put it past them to be 3-0 up at half time you know it's <laughs> it's a tough one to predict which arsenal was going to turn up
2: yeah it does depend which arsenal actually turns up i mean we did look good attacking against united but yeah, it was 33 chances which we didn't score so <laughs> it's not so that we were that good right, yeah it's i mean david shot-
1: De dehay made the amazing save off like I said, the one, the, the one low down, and then the rebound yeah. from Sanchez. I, I I'll, I'll be dead critical. I think Sanchez should score that. I, th- yeah, I don't man. think he should let him make the save. I mean, it's amazing, but he should have scored. He yeah. should have He should have just been quicker. It was such the goal was at his mercy. So, I just, you know, they're just not. There's there's just something, isn't there, about Arsenal that makes it so hard to predict which which team's going to turn up for them.
2: It's like we we take that maybe touch too much to assure it that we're going to definitely score and then that kind of lessens the gap of the goal or something like that. I I mean, like De Gea made a load of good saves, but they were just routine saves in my eyes and mm-hmm. Arsenal kind of made it easy for him. Obviously, the, the double save which he made was brilliant, but I didn't think there were any real tough saves that he had to make that game. I just think Arsenal made it a little bit more, a little easier
1: for him. Do you remember the the Xhaka chance in the first half? It was like left foot, and he tried to put it bottom corner. Yeah, it was like off a off yeah, a rebound. That. Yeah. I mean, th- yeah. I mean, you look back over the game, don't you? And you just think like you know, that that's the difference between the teams at the top and where and Arsenal just that little bit behind. It's just that lack of real ruthlessness, and it goes across throughout the squad. That collectively on their day, they can all be off. And likewise, they can all be on it, and they end up winning five nil. And it, you know, it's hard to hard to predict.
2: Yeah, I mean, we have got eighty six attempts in the last four, which is the highest from all the teams. It just shows we are getting the, the chances, and we are joint mm-hmm. with City for the season for attempts on goal. But it is that shot accuracy which is lacking for Arsenal. I mean, you look at Lacazette, he got seven attempts against United with a, an XG of 2.9, with 23 touches in the box for that game. Just so maybe the goals are coming. I mean, like, it's only recently they've actually played those, those three together in Ozil, Sanchez and Lacazette and they're just starting to play together, mixing a little bit better. Maybe the goals are coming, there is a potential for that. I mean, Arsenal have got... Fairly easy fixtures coming up, so it's to say that they should probably benefit from those attempts and start yeah. drumming in the goals soon.
1: I think so, it depends. Um, it's like a mental thing. If 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 these guys say, "Look, we got beat three one at home against ten men. We shouldn't have lost. Let's really make Southampton pay for it." Then they've got the ability to walk all over most teams. So it's almost like a you know mental thing, which which. Mitch at Ozo, which Alexis Sanchez is going to be at St. Mary's on Sunday. And, you know, hopefully it's the guys that are really up for it.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, um, so at the moment, it's with the liking and the look of Ramsey. I agree with you. Colaston is a great, um, he's yeah. almost the, the a good like, Alonso Alonzo like-for-like in the Arsenal side. So, um, again, we're not feeling Sanchez is worth the money at this point.
2: No, he he actually turned the ball over 34 times against United. So 17 in each half. So, yeah, he wasn't that good. But he has got six big chances in the last four. He is still getting the chances. It's just not necessarily scoring them all.
1: I think if you were, like we were saying about a couple of these other players, if you're chasing a lead and everybody else in your league has got Hazard, I'd have a go at Sanchez because I know that sometimes his stats might not be great, but he's—he is. I mean, how many other players are world class in the Premier League? Would you say on his level? I'm hard pressed to think of many. The top of my head. Dubois, I, think, maybe.
2: I think if you're looking at an Arsenal player, I'd probably rather go Ramsey with six returns in his last seven. But maybe on Ozil as a as a massive differential, a little bit cheaper at nine point three. He has turned up for a few games now and he might be worth a punt as a differential. I mean like he did get mm. those two assists and the one goal against Huddersfield, I think I was in like about four minutes. And he did create four chances against United, so I mean, i prefer to go Ramsey, though, but, you know, if you're looking for that massive differential, he has got a consistency in points. I mean, not necessarily high hauls like you can expect from the likes of, I don't know, Sterling or people like that, but, you know, he did score 17 points against Huddersfield. He did get kind of 15 points against Everton, so when Arsenal do go mad on a team, which they can do, he tends to be in the points.
1: Oh, well, if Arsenal go mad on a team, it's because he decides that he wants to... Play, mm. it's simple as is that good. The guy's that good, and that's why it's so frustrating. Yeah. Because
0: he, he can just go missing. Yeah, I'd consider everything you're saying there, lads. It's um, it's a frustrating one with Arsenal. We'll see how they uh, they turn up against Saints. Okay, so two more fixtures left. We've got the Merseyside derby: Liverpool versus Everton. Iceman do you want to lead us up on this one?
2: Yeah, I suppose I'm going to start off on Everton for this one initially. I mean, like Baines went off injured against Southampton and they played three at the back, which didn't work at all because they lost 4-1. But I think Sam has kind of organised the team now and they look more defensively sound because they've got two clean sheets in two game weeks running. Sam, he does that at a club. He shores the team up at the back. I think it shows in the stats as well because they are second to Chelsea for shots conceded in the last two with 12 and half of them are on target so who knows what he's going to do for this particular derby, whether he'll change it up. I think he'll probably keep to the same team but whether people are looking at the likes of uh, Coutinho, Mane, Firmino, they are always going to be good options going forward because Liverpool do have quite a few good fixtures coming up. I think everyone's kind of looking at the likes of Firmino now. He did get two in the Champions League. He looked to score in fret against Southampton and he scored two against Brighton. So, you know, it's brought him back into people's thinking. And if you look at his record for overall competitions, he's actually above Lukaku, Aguero and Morata for goals. I would say that he is a good option, but I'm going to reckon that Big Sam is going to shore it up. And I don't think that there's going to be the goals
0: that we're expecting from this game. Who do you think that knocks out when it comes to Liverpool, then, if there's not going to be as many goals?
2: Well, everyone's on Salah at the moment, aren't they? And so you should be, because he's great. He's still the man to have. He's involved in all the goals. But, I mean, in the last game, he was more or less the assist before the assist. And he only got the one assist in that game. But he's still got the most shots inside the box out of any player in the last four. Yeah, if it's going to come from anywhere, it'll probably come from Salah. But, yeah, you know, Coutinho's now back in the points. He's getting an assist from a corner, then scoring a free kick. So he could be the big differential again. I know we've been talking about a few differentials this pod, but if you're not choosing to go Sala, or even if you uh, have got him, he's definitely one to think about if you're chasing Coutinho. Yeah, Joe, what do you think on Liverpool?
1: I think they're, I think they're great going forward. I think they're hopeless at the back. So. You know any of those players you've just mentioned? I think are really solid options. They can score against anybody. Um, they can get double-digit points returns against anybody. But I definitely agree with you there that Big Sam's going to turn up at Anfield with a very negative game plan, and he's really going to try and punish Liverpool off-set pieces. So Sigurdsson is a dream for Big Sam because he's that good at delivery, and Big Sam's a, a you know guy who loves set plays. So if Liverpool score early. It could be three or four nil. It'll be quite routine. If the longer Everton hang on in there at nil nil, the the long the greater their chance of nicking a goal and, you know, getting a result. So I'd probably agree, you know, one all maybe something like that. Yeah, what do
2: you reckon on Siggy then? You got the good goal against Saints and you got the goal against Huddersfield. I mean, he has returned in his last four. And maybe the consistent Siggy is coming back, do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I mean this guy's a player that um, he's amazing for FPL, isn't he? Left foot, right foot, free kicks, corners, penalties—brilliant, um, brilliant option. He's a bit overpriced, I think, at the minute.
2: Yeah, um, for you to gamble
1: on him, yeah. it falls into that. If you were going to, if you had that amount of money and you needed a differential, you'd probably look at Mares, wouldn't you? Like we were saying before. Yeah, but there's no question that Sigurdsson is going to be key in that Allardyce team because he relies on somebody who can take a set piece because so much of his strategy is based around winning free kicks and and getting the ball in the box. So Sigurdsson's your man for, for doing that. It, um, it'll be
2: interesting to see what Sam does in terms of his positioning as you don't quite know what he's going to do with Rooney there Klassen, mm. Barkley to come back as well I mean, difficult to work out what he's going to do with that I'm t- I mean, you'll still be hoping that Siggy's going to play in that number 10 role I think he will
1: I think Rooney will play behind him I think he'll play, um, what's the lad called? Uh, is it Garner? Uh, what's he called? Idris Yeah, That's right I think he'll play with, and I think Rooney will play a bit deeper, and I think they'll put Siggs in there. But a good question is yeah. Barkley. We don't. Where does Barkley fit? I think Clarkson will be out of the picture. Unfortunately, he doesn't strike me as a big Sam type player.
2: Yeah, I suppose with the Rooney thing, he's he's playing at kind of centre mid now. I mean, he got a hat trick mm. in that game where he scored from the halfway line. He still kind of offers a goal threat, but a lot of people are looking at him. But he's he's got that those three goals in that last game. But he's only had five attempts. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to be sustainable, really, for him. Uh, I wouldn't really go for him as an option, because you've always got that risk of rot- rotation as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's a bit older, isn't he? So three games in a week or something over Christmas, probably not, not yeah. great.
2: I suppose it's um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, which is the, the guy which people are looking at at 5.2. He got the great flick for the Siggy goal, and then he scored. He looks like he's taken the Assay's place.
1: I think that's probably fair short term but I I've got I had Calvert-Lewin and I was worried that Niasse would would be straight back in because I really think he is a big Sam type player you know powerful aerial can hold the ball up ticks all the boxes so I wouldn't if you've got him in your squad I wouldn't write him off just yet I'd I'd just you know hang around and see what happens see if he gets back in you know if you can field somebody else in his place I mean just see if he gets gets back in the team because I think Calvert Lewin might end up. Big Sam will play. Um, he'll play f- sort of five or three. You know, almost like a three-five-two. It's the same system he plays. Sorry, four-three-three three. plays the same system everywhere he goes. And Calvert Lewin, I think, might get one of those wider roles. He's got a bit of pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might be wrong, but. I've got a feeling Nias and Big Sam will, will hit it
2: off. Yeah, I think Big Sam went for Niasa when he was at Palace. I oh, did as well. it. Yeah, oh, really, right? Oh, that's
1: interesting.
2: Um, right. I, I, the thing is with Big Sam is that they did say he did say that he needs to replace Lukaku, so I reckon he would right. probably be active in the January transfer window.
1: I mean, the Huddersfield game, I, I did think he'd keep the same eleven because it's not management rocket science, is it? The team have just won 4-0. Yeah, you You're the new yeah. manager. You go in the change room and say, right, lads, great win on Wednesday. I'm the manager now. Go out and impress me again and keep your place and yeah. lo and behold, they win 2-0. You know, it's not hard, is it? So. Yeah.
2: I, I did see a, a great stat on um, Reddit. It just said that Do- Dominic Cavett-Lewin has won more aerial duels than any other player in the Premier League this season. Yeah, no, he about, does it, get it.
1: up really well. No, I've watched him quite closely because I've had him in my team. Mm-hmm. And I've watched Everton on the Europa on a Thursday night and, and just sort of scouted him out a bit. Because I'd, I'd put him in originally just to free up money in my wild card in that like game week six, not thinking he plays often. And I thought I could always get rid of him if he doesn't you know, if he falls out the the team completely. So I've watched him quite a bit, and he yeah he gets up really well. He's not he's quite a slight guy. He's not a big you know he's not a strong bulky guy, but he uh, he is pretty good in the air. Yeah, he's
2: six one, so he's, he's quite tall.
0: Mm. Yeah, but big spring on the lad. So um, he's impressed a lot this season. I agree. I think he, he might well get one of those wing spots when a uh, big Sam. Starts to make his mark. Okay, well, chaps, um, that's uh, all the. G- oh yeah, there's one small fixture to talk about: <laughs> the uh, the Manchester derby, which uh, may attract some interest from you, gents. So, um, Jay, as our guest, I'll let you kick us off on this one. What, what do you think? Huge fixture. Well, I'm
1: I'm going to this game, so I'm, I'm not. Oh, a, okay. I'm, a, I'm a, not a United nor a City fan. I'm a uh, I'm a Blackburn fan, sadly. But a good mate of mine is a is a red, so um, he's got us a couple of tickets. And I think that missing Pogba is a is a real pain for, for United. I think that it's gonna make the game quite hard for them to win unless something else happens, you know, City either have a real off day or perhaps get a red card or you know, a real game changing thing happens. I think Mur is gonna try and keep it tight and nick a one nil, but is that a good strategy against Man City? Not sure. not sure. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really tough to predict. It's a derby game, but you've got to back City based on their stats and their form. I think, haven't you?
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I I did find out. I mean, like everyone was looking at City and their set pieces and how weak they are from set pieces. That that was kind of like their weakness and. Maybe it is, but City have actually conceded the fewest amount of attempts from set pieces, the fewest amount of attempts from headers and the fewest corners conceded out of all the teams the whole season. So so Pep's obviously telling them, telling the players to stop all the deliveries, etc. But you know something like this is made fit for Jose, like you'd expect Fellaini to suddenly be back fit and be ready and and Jose to lump the ball forward like into the box like automatic baseball throwing machine and for Fellaini and Ibrahimovic to get on the end of it and it'll be like the United scoring loads from uh, set pieces because they've actually scored the most from set pieces this season as well so it's all written in the books for Jose to outclass Pep as a manager and then just lump the ball forward and get loads of headed goals this game.
1: You can kind of see it, can't you? bit with Zlatan, you know, off the bench and gets the winner and stands yeah. there like an iconic god. Mm.
0: Um,
1: yeah, I yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah, who do you think will start up front for City?
2: Well, Pep did mention about City and maybe they will play two strikers against teams who will sit deep maybe he's okay. seeing this game because he, uh, obviously against West Ham they just sat deep and in the Huddersfield game they also sat deep and Jesus and Aguero are both playing up top in that game so maybe he might start with Jesus and Aguero up top in this game seeing that what Jose has done in previous games from the big six yeah, he's more or less part of the bus isn't he so maybe he's foreseeing that he'll do that again and actually start Jesus and Aguero up top I don't know it's just a Did hunch you, just do you think United
1: can afford not to win?
2: No, they they really do need to, don't they? But without Pogba, mm. it's, uh, it does make it difficult for them, doesn't
1: it? Oh, definitely, yeah.
2: They have got
0: Phil Jones back in training, though.
2: That's a, that's a bonus for them.
0: Yeah, well, I think um, in terms of uh, for City, an uh, interesting question you raised about the the striking situation there. Also, whether Sterling's going to carry on his good form as well. What are your thoughts on that, chaps?
1: I've got Sterling, and I think um, yeah. I don't turn up every week thinking, oh, this guy's going to get a load of points. And the reason I don't think that is you just don't know if he's going to play. You, do, you know, you can, It's really hard to predict that City team. So if they do play two up front, then one of Sané and Sterling won't play, surely, because otherwise they're going to have too many forward-thinking players.
2: Yeah, you are thinking that he's due arrest Sterling. He has started the last five, I Yeah, think. yeah. I mean, he's... But lit- then
1: that that doesn't always matter. You know, that's mm. the other thing is that it, when you, if the duo rest and they're completely not in the picture, then that's a problem. But even if these guys at City play 20 minutes at the end, you know, they get that many goals that there's every chance they could still get some points. I mean, Jesus, I think, has got a few points recently and he's not played that often he keeps getting assists and and things so he's ticking along yeah he's been on my
2: team he's nicely got a few points for me but i am looking at moving him out yeah don't blame me just just to bring in hazard but he's also that concern each week whether he's going to play or not but yeah i think i might just keep in this game hopefully he might be like that really random differential for me this week and Maybe get a few goals. Not sure against against Jose. He's probably just going to park the bus and then, like I say, loads of balls forward and then Fellaini will come on and uh, head a goal in.
1: There's there's something I read about um, Silver not being fit. I, mean, I don't know if that's like a mind game and no. whether he's going to be fine.
2: Yeah, Pep did say he has a little problem. I don't know whether he will recover for Sunday. So I mean,
1: I, I, that's a big one. That I mean, he's he's really key to that You go, he he sort of goes unnoticed a bit. On an FPL point of view, because he, what he does to the, for the team doesn't translate into points necessarily, but he's a key, key guy for them. If they, do, if they you know, some of these cup games and stuff, when they rest him, they're, they're just half the team that they, they usually are, he's such a key you know keeps them ticking over he's so important to them yeah very decent I just want to get your
2: quick opinion on uh, Jesse Lingard as an option Jay I mean I suppose it's consistency and starts which are the problem with him he got two goals and hit the post in the Arsenal game but what do you reckon about him
1: I think there's no question he's on form but I just don't think you can rely on him as a consistent option because if you, I mean, I did funnily, I looked at his game time earlier this week because I, you know, my ears pricked up when he's, uh he rolled that second goal in, and he's, he's he's only just come into the team in the last few weeks. So I just, I don't think. Um, well, the bottom line is, it's a gamble. I think if you bring him in, I think the, the cheap midfielder you, you need, everyone needs to look at is Ashley Younger. Um, I know he's playing left back, but he gets forward quite a bit, and he's under five million, I think, still. Yeah, um, but That's I still think. Million. I still, I still prefer Loftus Cheek. Out, you know, out of those options, I right. just think he's cheaper and he's 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 more reliable.
2: Yeah, I know you shouted um, Ashley Young in one of your videos, and yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, he got a deflected goal against Brighton, which he got an assist for. Uh, he is having a good season. He's still fit, quick and sharp, and but it is kind of probably an element of chasing points, because like, he is playing left wing back. And he is, you know, classed as a midfielder in an FPL, so you don't get those clean sheets either. And he hasn't scored in, like, 18 months prior to the Watford game, so he's hardly prolific, isn't he? Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: OK, chaps, well, that brings us to the end of our fixtures for this game. We can round it out. Let's move to a brief break, and then we'll come back for captain's choice. Iceman.
2: OK, be right, back.
0: Okay, welcome back, Iceman. So let's sum up, chaps, and then we will see who we think is going to be the best captain this week. So, West Ham versus Chelsea, we discuss Hazard, Alonso, and Morata as potential calls there. No one from West Ham at the moment, sadly. Burnley versus Watford, again, not too much from either team. We still like the look of Richarlison in this one. Palace versus Bournemouth, Loftus Cheek. Really good value at 4.5 million. The Palace defenders actually could look pretty good now moving forward under Hodgson. And Zaha is always a differential. Huddersfield versus Brighton. Not too many players called from there. Brighton defence possibly. And then we moved on to Spurs versus Stoke uh, with Kane as the main man. We think he's going to come good this week. Davis could be a potential option at the back, slipping into the back three. We spoke about Shaqiri. We think it, it might just be a few weeks of hot air and he'll probably go back to being injured again. <laughs> Swansea versus West Brom. Foster, Higalzi we spoke about. Not too many attacking options in this one. Newcastle versus Leicester. Uh, Mares and Gray took up a lot of our discussion. At the moment, no one really taken our fancy from Newcastle going either way. Saints versus Arsenal. We don't believe in the Austin bandwagon. There's, there's cheaper players which could do a better job potentially. From Arsenal, Ramsey still looking really good at his price. And Ozil, when he does play, shows some level of points consistency. Merseyside derby: Liverpool versus Everton. Coutinho and Salah are the four men uh, for Everton. Calvert Lewin is a really good differential, and we think that's going to get in big Sam's side. And then, in terms of the Manchester derby, really, it was a case of taking your pick for the Manchester City attack again. Even if they only get a half or the last twenty minutes, they've still got a high chance of scoring. The question here, though, will be: Will Mourinho do a screw job on them and park the bus?
2: Nice somewhat that
0: So, captains, lads. Uh, Jay, as our guest, who are you favouring this week for captain?
1: I've changed my mind about a thousand times between now and um, Saturday, but I've just got this feeling about Kane. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have it a few days ago, and it, it's just the more I've thought about it and looked at, um, like I was saying about where Spurs could be in a week. So, they could be as low as ninth, they could be back up, you know, pushing for... Um, champs league they're already four points off the champs league places so they can't keep dropping points otherwise you know they're gonna have a real real problem so i'm gonna back him i'm gonna back him i think i think he'll come good yeah you've got it right there jay you've got it right i'm in exactly
2: the same boat i think kane is going to be in the goals this week and he's gonna really make those people that have sold him regret their decisions
0: yeah, and I, I'm going to go three for three on that. I seem to call Kane as, uh, as captain every week, but uh, I have no reason to believe any different this week. I think he's going to come good. Well, that was simple. Uh, <laughs> three th- three for three on that one. Okay, now um, what we're going to do here is end this pod. We talked about the game week fixtures, but actually um, we're going to go ahead and interview Jay now to find out a bit more about his strategy. So that's going to be recorded in a separate pod. Um, Iceman, anything else to add at this point?
2: Just going from a new little feature we've got going now, which we're going to call the Feedback Box. Just listing what feedback we've had from last week's podcast and what we can do going forward. We had one from Raul Gandai. He's just put, nice podcast, guys. Quick clarification, which we did miss on last week's pod. Uh, Sanchez is only on pens when Lacazette is off the field. So he's more like a second penalty taker. Just a quick one there. Thanks for that, Raul. We just uh, thought we'd add a little feedback box at the end of each podcast now.
0: And we will be checking it every week, and always keen to hear feedback on the pod, uh, whether it's constructive, positive, or negative. Happy to get that feedback, right, chaps? That brings us to the end of another fancy football surgery podcast. So, for, to our, our guest for the day, Jay, but absolutely brilliant having you join us. No worries, thank you for having me. i have enjoyed it. Yeah, um, a little opportunity to plug what you're doing so tell us about your twitter handle your youtube channel just if you remind listeners of how they can get a hold of you yeah on
1: no worries so um i've run a, a twitter handle which is it's my name so it's at uh, j egerstorff and you can tweet me a, a whole load of fantasy football questions and stuff and I, I put um some of my views and my team up there and i also do a, a youtube channel of the same name so if you type my name in there I do a weekly uh, preview and a weekly review. So it's it's not um, super detailed. It's sort of five, ten minutes. So, uh, you know, a bit of a snapshot for, for people to, to just hear my views about the, uh, the upcoming game weeks.
0: Excellent. Well, um, yeah, absolutely recommend people go along and listen to that if today's been anything to go by. Um, Iceman, any final words of wisdom? Never any wisdom for me, but cheers! <laughs> c- cheers for coming on, Jay. Been brilliant, and thanks, Billy. Good luck in your no game. Thanks, guys. thanks
1: for having me. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Right. Me well, just a couple of shameless plugs from our side of things, um as usual. So I'm going to tell you how you can access us, uh, and you can do that by going to www.fancyfootballsurgery.com for all the up uh, the updated latest information on our website. You can find us on Facebook by typing in Fantasy Football Surgery. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes under Fantasy Football Surgery and also listen to us on SoundCloud. We are on Twitter. I'm sure that's where most of you have heard of us. So at FF underscore surgery. Please do ask your questions. Um, Barring the odd occasion, we will do our best to answer them all. Uh, We're on Reddit. So if you see us on there, give the pod an up. Up the pod when we upload it. Up the pod of the pod you can email us at uh, sorry it's podcast at yahoo.com and finally join our ever-growing mini-league with the best fantasy football player in the world at number one at the moment uh, 1173-455 and Jay you're about to join and uh, the league, uh, Ma- yeah yeah I'll do that tomorrow Jay is uh, feverishly uh, writing out that number as we speak But from all of us here at the uh, the surgery podcast good luck in your game thanks Lovely. That was really good. Yeah, nice one, Jay.
2: Yeah, I bet you didn't realise it was going to go on for that long.
1: (laughs) No, well, no, we we got got quite carried away, didn't we? Yeah,
2: it it often happens. You end up up talking for ages and you end up recording, I believe, two hours hard. Oh, Jay, we we lost you there, mate. Do you want to just say that last bit again? Uh, Completely lost you now. <clears throat> Do you want to just say that last bit again, if you can hear me?
1: Can you hear
2: me? Not quite. Let's wait until you get back, and then uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> can you
1: hear me now?
2: Oh, we've lost you,
1: mate.